0: What it do, golf fans? Welcome back to the Turn Darks Golf Podcast. This is Liam alongside me with Jack. What a wild weekend we had last weekend in golf. We had Scotty Scheffler pulling out the win on the third playoff hole against Patrick Cantley. Absolutely insane. Jack, what were your thoughts on the weekend?
1: Well, I just want to say that was honestly one of the most entertaining tournaments that I have watched all year, minus big Rig Higgs and Joel Dahman take it off their shirts. That was just a crazy week. I do have to say one thing that shocked me. It was a national tragedy that that playoff was not held in 16. Oh, absolutely. I mean, to be fair, though, it wasn't like they could put on that green at that point
0: anyways. There was enough beer cans from all, or dents from all the beer cans on the green is what it is. So it makes sense.
1: Oh, 100%. Can't agree more. I just felt like you have the Super Bowl coming up. You have one of the most highly coveted events of the year. You could have put that on 16 with all the marbles and all the pressure, and probably made for the best finish of all time. But I was still entertained with that playoff. Scheffler and Cantlay both battled it out, and it came down to millimeters of putting.
0: Could you imagine if it would have ended on a hole-in-one in the playoffs, though? Like the same way Sam Ryder and Carlos Ortiz had holes in one on the weekend, if a playoff would have ended on a hole-in-one in 16, it might have gone into pandemonium as a hole.
1: Absolutely wild. Not, nevertheless, still an absolutely great weekend. Oh, yeah. 100%. I mean, those grandstands would not have held if there was a hole in one in the playoffs. You're talking about trampled. That would have been amazing. I just think it was awesome of Scheffler to pull it off, especially the comeback, because I don't think he was even in contention in the first round. He came back.
0: That's a good question. I don't know. It was it, He was pretty far back there in the end. I know it was Saturday. I think he shot 63. So before then, he was completely out of it. But I think the biggest story of the weekend was Sahith Tagala. Because nobody anticipated, and no, maybe outside of you and his family, nobody had any <laughs> clue who the hell he was prior to this weekend. Let's, and so the yeah. fact that he spent almost the entire weekend in the lead,
1: super impressive. I mean, you have to just tip your hat to that kid sponsorship exemption all the way and I agree if you're not a hardcore golf fan like me you haven't followed him since he was at Pepperdine I mean you take a look if you followed him in the past couple of weeks it's really not a surprise that he was up there maybe it was a surprise that he finished solo third <laughs> but it, he has two top 10 events this year and he finished 25th at stack fields you know farmers was one of those he just looked amazing at and I think this kid's riding the most you know, potential that he could have. His momentum is crazy.
0: He's got some swagger too. Like he was pumping up the crowd all weekend, which is wild. Cause as a rookie, like normally they're super timid and they're like, Oh no, like, I don't know if I'm going to do well. Like kind of like in their own head, he was out there just like pumping up the crowd as He was going down. He sent driver on 17 on Sunday. I mean, like, it was a little, little little ballsy. I don't know about the play in the end of it all because I think it ended up kind of costing him, but I respect the fact that he sent it.
1: Yeah, I can't agree more with that. Um, I think as a young kid, him having the confidence to go pull a driver on such a key moment is so good. I know it didn't work out for him this time, but there's a lot of people that would take a four iron, put it to a safe spot and not try to win it. Just try not to lose it. So I think that was awesome of him. I tip my hat off and I'm looking forward to him this week. I just know there were some people that surprised us in the opposite way. And for me, it was Jordan Spieth.
0: Yeah, honestly, super disappointing. I completely can see where you're coming from here. Um, there's a few of those guys that stick out, but Jordan is definitely the most obvious one. I'm assuming it's got to be the fact that he just looks so flat. He
1: just didn't Yeah, I mean, at it. you're talking about the guy that his whole game has developed around consistency from tee to green. You can't be that guy, go to a course where you can score, and do what he was doing. I mean, even if you watched him on Sunday, he didn't have a shot where he hold, held his finish or looked at it or talked to his ball. He just looked flat. And I know another guy that you're about to bring up that had kind of a same experience. Who, who am I thinking of?
0: John Rom. Yeah, it was brutal to watch. As somebody that had him in my Vandal lineups, sitting there watching him with a putter on his hand, the guy could not have looked less coordinated. It looked like me with, with ice skates on no clue what the heck I'm <laughs> doing with my life just absolutely out of it and so the fact that he still fit he still finished top 10 he was he was good like he finished good this week if you played him in any sort of fan duel or anything else in the world he gave you decent points but his his putting looked atrocious it was almost as if he had never held a club in his life once he hit the green. It,
1: yeah it's amazing because I feel like there's a lot of people that get, are going to hear this take of John Rahm and go what do you mean you finished top 10 what do you mean this if you know John Rahm He's the number one player in the world for a reason. He can't go out to a course where he is so familiar with, especially going to college nearby Definitely. and put like that. He should be lights out. I mean, everybody has their days. I mean, if we just looking at Tony Finau, Seamus Power, Gary Woodland, all missing the cut. Those are the three guys is right off the top of my head. That should have been top 20, top 40 at worst.
0: Yeah, honestly, that saying those three names initially, when I look into this week, I see those guys lower on the prices and it makes me want to start to look at them too. And then you go back to thinking last week, they didn't make the cut. How are they all doing? Especially based on all that adds a little more hesitancy in
1: my eyes. So I can kind of see where you're coming from on that. Totally agree. Well, speaking of getting into this week, why don't you talk about Riviera a little bit? Gotcha. Yeah. This week we're at the Genesis Invitational in the
0: Riviera. Uh, it's par 71. Should be a fun little golf course out there. As always, they have some of the exemptions.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can agree. I think this is one of those tournaments that's really cool because this course doesn't have a Pebble Beach drop back. There's no oceans. You're not going to have a hole where there's a bunch of beer cans. This course is going to test everyone from tee to green. So I'm really looking for these iron players, these wedge players, and their way that's consistent. So I know your FanDuel and DraftKings rosters are kind of lined up around that. So why don't you walk us through it? Definitely. Um, so I'm going to start off with the 10K range. Obviously, we have John, John Rom at the
0: top, and we have DJ down at the bottom. John Rom is the obvious pick. He's world one. Obviously, he struggled a smidge last week, but this week, it seems like he's going to be all right. He's going to be in good shape. Hopefully, we'll get him back on track. Not too worried about that. Honestly, though, the the guy I like the most in this grouping is Patrick Cantlay. I think he's the clear choice. He's a little cheaper than Rom. He was consistent. He probably... Could have won last week if he didn't throw away the playoff. He's still as consistent as always. And then, if you want somebody a little sneaky, I mean, not that anybody's sneaky in the, 10, the 10K range. Dustin Johnson is the level of consistency on the scores. Guy has not been worse than 16th since 2015? So. In the Riviera,
1: yeah. But I do like the Cantlay pick a lot. I mean, he's coming off four top 10 finishes in a row. And, of course, it's built around consistency. That is one of my picks to win right there going into it. Um, So I think that's a great call, either or. Gotcha. Do you have any other thoughts on that 10K range? I mean, honestly, I don't think there's a guy that is up there that's not a good pick. They're up there for a reason. So I think whatever pick you get in that range, as long as they perform what they're supposed to do in air quotations, you're set
0: are you going 10 K range and then scrubs, or are you thinking more mix and match to kind of go throughout?
1: Now your definition and my definition of scrubs are different because I feel like there's a lot of guys in that very low money category that can really fill out and round up a roster. I know for myself, I look at a guy like Doug Gim. I mean, he yeah. has, I think six or seven or eight consecutive cuts. He's trending in the right direction. He's from our hometown. Oh, yeah. The kid is built around consistency so I think when you have a guy that you can put in your lineup, like John Rahm or Patrick Cantlay, and you can get a guy that's eight times out of 10 going to make the cut and Doug Gim, especially I think his latest at FanDuel was 8,000, that is a guy you put in your lineup.
0: Definitely. And we'll get, to Gim, we'll get to Gim later. I have some good takes on him, but I totally agree with where you're coming from on that. Uh, up next then, we'll get into the 9K range. And that one, you're going to go from Kepka to Xander Shoffley. So is there anybody particular in this grouping, Jack, that you're a big fan of?
1: Yeah, you know, last week my pick to win was Brooks. And obviously he finished close, but no cigar on that one. Xander Shawfley, one of those guys that I really think could come out of the hat on this week. I keep telling you the iron players, the short game players are going to come out this week. And I think this guy can bring it.
0: I I love Xander. He's actually one of my big Fan FanDuel draft picks of the week When it comes to it, he's a lock on the top He's he's the first guy I throw in I sit there and I see Xander And I'm like, alright, cool He's 9900 on DraftKings Just auto-lock, throw him in No questions asked I n- Now, there's so many good guys in this grouping You could even go
1: Xander Matsuyama Rory? Yeah, I think Rory's one of the, the Picks that I'm very up or down for because Rory dominates at this course. There's no if, ands or buts around this, but we haven't seen him ball out this year. And I, I feel it. like much like you said last week as to why Hovland wasn't going to come out of the bat. He's coming from European waters and trying to come over to one of the tougher and very non-traditional European courses. We'll, we'll have to see. I don't have an opinion yet. Cause I haven't seen Rory hasn't impressed me this year and Rory always impresses me. I think he's got the best swing in the game. So.
0: I get it. Rory's either going to be one of those guys that fights for the win or finishes in like 75th place. And we wonder what the heck happened to him. That's that's kind of my gut feeling on the weekend.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would not either way be surprised if this guy goes top five finish or barely scratches a cut. And that's not a disrespect to Rory McIlroy because he's just up and beyond one of the best players on tour. I just think he needs to just keep playing. I mean, there's simple as that. There's nothing bad about making barely making a cut. You're playing against the best guys in the world. Anybody on any given day can go out and win. All right.
0: I get it. I get it. All right. You ready to get to the 8K range? Let's do it. All right. So on the eight K 8K, 8K range, we go from Taylor Gooch to Jordan speed. Jordan speed is at 8K this week. Any any chance you're getting into him.
1: Yeah. I mean, you take a guy like Jordan speed at 8K, that I mean, that's a lock. I mean, Yes, I know he had a blunder last week, but you're coming into a week of consistency. I think this guy is as good as all of them. Taylor Gooch, always a great pick. Guy's coming off probably the best year of his career looking to do the same. And I think last year he finished top five, if I'm not mistaken. So, are, are you a little worried?
0: He's been a little shaky on a couple of events so far to start this year. I know he was yeah. great last year, but like he was a little, he's a little hit or miss though, right? But I
1: think everybody has.
0: That's true. That's why he's in this range. Yeah.
1: I think if you're not in that ten to eleven thousand dollar range you've had some mishaps this year
0: I'm, I'm gonna be honest there are a few guys in this in this AK range though I think that stick out above Taylor or speed let's hear it so will Willie Z I know he's uh, wills will Zalatoris. he's my boy if you don't know anybody that's listening I'm a big wills Zalatoris fan uh admittedly I am kind of bandwagoning because i didn't really know him too well before the masters but i'd still like to think i knew him before almost everybody else in the world and i am a big fan he finished well here last year he's just got an all-around good game now he had covid i think yep exactly he had covid
1: last week and to your point i think every single person in the world jumped at the wills Alator's bandwagon so there's no shame in that exactly. dude's a stud dude's an animal fun to watch i hope that obviously I'm hoping that everyone that has had COVID doesn't have any sort of restrictions to it. So hopefully this week he comes and dominates.
0: And and I know there is a storyline where Riviera is very similar in terms of those that play well at the masters can play well at Riviera. Exactly. So So that's
1: why I'm super high on him and Shawley.
0: Yes. So I'm hoping that storyline continues for me. The other guy in the 8K range that I'm very high on, uh, it's actually Adam Scott. He's won here in the past, what, four years ago I
1: now? I mean, yeah, I mean, that dude's got – I know I just said Roy McClary has the best swing, but you put a video on Instagram of Adam Scott's swing, and I'm mesmerized. That dude is built with one of the best swings in the game. And like you said, he can come out and win this event no problem and is actually one of my sleeper picks to win it all this year. If,
0: if you're like me and you're big into conspiracies and weird things like that too, there's some funky grass, I guess, that's like all over Australia that they play on this week. So that's a fun like storyline to kind of group into as well. So, all right. Hey, we got Tony Finow at 8,400. This is the cheapest you're going to see him all year probably because it's Tony Finau. When he catches fiery, he's not going to ever get low, this low again. Any chance you're betting on him or can you just not do it right
1: now? I don't know. And the reason I say that is because fino usually dominates the first quarter of the year. He's from Hawaii, lives in Arizona. He's, he's built around this whole West coast swing. And now we're moving toward, obviously not here, there yet, you know, it's February, but we're moving toward the mid the central Eastern swing. And I feel like this is the time that he needs to be good, but I do hear what you're saying at 8,400, you have one of the best players in the world. So it's hard to overlook him, but he is not in my lineup this week.
0: I get it. It's the same boat on my end. He's not He's not in mine either. Anybody else in this one that sticks out to you? I
1: know Sam yeah, Burns as
0: yeah. well here, but.
1: Yeah, I think Sam Burns is a really good pick. I think he just missed a cut. I think he'll bounce back. I mean, again, it's hard to say, especially this group, for a fan duel or a DraftKings daily fantasy sports lineup, because any of these guys can go out and blow anybody out of the water any given day. So. Yeah. I think it most people's daily sports lineup will come down to having five or six guys make the cut. I think a lot of people get carried up and doing, I'm going to pick, you know, John Rahm, Patrick Cantlay, Xander Shoffley, and then spend 7,000, 6,000, 4,000. So I think it all comes down on if you want to try to win some money, like I know you did this past weekend. Oh
0: yeah. I doubled up. I got, I mean, I got lucky. So I had John Rahm at top who, again, we talked, we mentioned earlier on the top of it all finished tied for 10th. Don't know how, but we'll take it. You know, you can't win them all like that. And then we had Xander who finished that tied for third, had a strong Saturday, had a decent Sunday. just, I think he missed that putt on 18 to get to the playoff too. Then we had Scheffler. So I picked a winner, you know, we're not love that when you can pick the big guy. I had Dahman, who finished 62nd, so he wasn't that hot, but, I mean, we saw him shirtless, so, like, that's that's a victory in and of no, itself. No, that was pretty hot. Uh, we had Adam Hadwin, who finished tied for 26th. He, he went
1: plus three on Sunday. Like, he fell off. He was like – Yes, God. great showing by Adam Hadwin. Just He could have kept that momentum going into Sunday. We would have been speaking more about him. Wasn't he top 10
0: going into Sunday, I think? I think he was close. Yeah, he oh, yeah, was right there on the edge. And then I kind of took a flyer on uh, James Hahn. I didn't know. This is actually the week that, it, theoretically, if you want to bet James Hahn, he, did, he has one here in the past. So this is theoretically the week to do it. But I took a fly around him last week. Things didn't quite work with him. But the other five guys all made the cut. You know, doubled your money.
1: Hey, any day you can double your money is a good one. And I know for myself, I went six for six on my sportsbook picks. And then I also had two FanDuel specials win. So it is awesome. I had a great week and hoping to carry that momentum. I think – My best bet, minus the specials, I'll I'll talk about the specials, subpar PGA Boo, Xander Shoffley, Hideki Matsuyama, and Scheffler, all to make the cut at plus 130. I mean, you can't not take those odds. It's a lot. And then, oh, 100%. The second one I had was John Rahm and Justin Thomas, both to finish in the top 20. That was a lot. It definitely came down to a couple final holes there, but they really turned it on. And I think that the biggest shocker to a lot of people, not to me with Keith Mitchell, top 20. I know that won me a ton of money, so I'm happy about that one. What was his odds? Was he plus? Oh, yeah. I think it was plus 260, I think, something like that. Let me go ahead nice. and check for 260. Plus 260 for top 20. That dude hit it. I
0: have a gut feeling you were amongst the slim minority that chose that one. So
1: Yeah, I mean, and I know we'll get there in the future, but I definitely have even higher odds pick going into the sports book picks this week. Ooh, okay, all right. That's exciting.
0: Well, are you ready to get into the 7K range? Let's do it. All right. So in the 7K range, we've got a lot of guys. We got Mark Leishman, Sergio, Seamus Power, Tom Hoagie, who's won won recently. Patrick Reed. I've heard a lot of buzz around him so far this week. Lonto Griffin, Christian Bazudenhut. Are there any guys that stick out to you?
1: Christian who? I, mean, Beswidenhout? Bes, Beswidenhout? I can't say his last name. Well, I mean, Bes, this know and how you is my Besw- guy, <laughs> you know, I've been following him way before anybody was even following his career. You he's been favored on my PGA tour fantasy for years now, as high as I am on him, which I do think he will have a great week. I am super high on Mark Leishman. Gotcha. What do you, what's just consistency? I mean, I don't know he makes all the cuts, but. If you talk about if I if I ask you what the first thing that comes to your mind when you when I say Mark Leishman, if it's not consistency, I don't know what it would be. Yeah, I was just say like top top 40, top 45, usually somewhere yeah. right around there. I mean, if you're looking for a guy to round off your fan duel, a guy that's gonna make ninety-five percent of your cuts, yeah, lock. That's not
0: the first guy I'd expect you to say, though. I'm gonna be honest. There's another guy I know you love in this in this range. Well, let's hear it. I'm here. I was expecting to.
1: I was expecting you to mention Paul Casey. I love Paul Casey. That dude is just as consistent. I'm saving my pick for him for the majors, I'll tell you that. Do you like do you like Casey or Leishman more though? This week, I would have to lean the edge to Case, or excuse me, to Leishman. I'd say Leishman gets him by two, but I think Paul Casey has a great week. Is that like picking between children at that point? You're, you love them both, and you don't really want to pick against either? <laughs> it, you know what? I love Paul Casey just as much as the next guy. Mark Leishman, I love him to death. He's not the most fun guy to watch, but if you're looking a guy to round off your daily fantasy sport roster, Gosh. if you're looking to win money, you put him in.
0: I th- yeah, I think I think Paul Casey and Leishman are definitely cash game guys where if, the, if you need somebody to throw in at the bottom of your fan duel or your draft kings, they're the guys to go to.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh. I mean, you're not going to get first and second picking both, you know, Leishman and Casey. You're not putting five dollars down and winning 200. But if you're looking to double your money or get in break even, that's a guy that I would put in there.
0: I get it. I get it. Do, do you go back to the well this week on Hadwin at 7100 with his no. good with his good week last week? No, don't do it. Just not just not there.
1: I just can't see it. I mean, again, don't get me wrong. Anybody that's in the PGA Tour or in this field is good enough to win. Anybody, I guess. So it. I just, I can't see him going back to back, but it doesn't of, mean a, yeah.
0: it's a game of streaks. That's why I ask. I understand. I'm in the same boat. I can't take him this week. I, I, you bet on him once, you take your luck and you walk out. It, you know, don't don't try and cheat the system and do it twice.
1: Yeah, that's exactly how I feel about Tom Hogue. That's how you feel goes, about Hoagie as well. You know that dude having top fives in two out of his last three weeks does he keep up with that? Cause I know his stock has been extremely elevated and that's no disrespect to him because he's absolutely worth it. But if you were to give me the price point, he was at two weeks ago, I would take him, but now I think he's elevated. He's at the
0: same price point as Alex Noren and Seamus power and Kevin nah and a hundred dollars less than Abraham answer.
1: Let's talk about Abraham answer. That's one of my favorite players. Dude is a stick that I think that guy can go all the way. I think you yeah. can at 7,700. Yeah. Big fan of answer. Oh, I love answer, dude. I need to get my hands on some of his tequila. So if you're watching, hit me up.
0: I I feel like he's so streaky though. Answer has his weeks where he'll he'll sit there in top five for like three, four five weeks in a row. And then all of a sudden you'll be
1: like, what the heck happened? to Abraham answer. I feel like this is a conversation we will revisit on next Monday. Because I have a
0: gut feeling you will call me out. I'm Abraham answer slander. I'm settling on that right now. I'm saying Abraham
1: you, answer first. Thing.
0: First thing. All right. While you do that, I, I only recognize his name. I don't even know him that well. Do you, what do you know about Thomas Peters? Do you know okay. anything?
1: Now let me tell you anything about Thomas Peters. Just so you know. <laughs> Thomas Peters in his last five events is five for five on top 25. Just for the record, this is not scripted because yeah. there's no way for him to segue Tom or excuse me, Thomas Peters. This dude's a stick. He has two wins in his last five, five for five in his last 25. And because I'm such a nerd, I know he won his he's NCAA won individual title here at Riviera. <laughs> yeah. So he's won here. <laughs> I mean, if you're talking about a guy out of left field, that is a guy that should be in your lineup hundred percent gotcha all right all right
0: fair fair play he's he's definitely more of a gpp play though right i got i don't know if you take him necessarily in cash you take him more in the the high profile ones
1: where it's the less odds likely to win well i just think this guy has such momentum coming into this week i know i said that about hovland last week and he didn't do too well but i think thomas peter's I, I know I have him in one of our sports book picks coming up so I definitely will speak on him in the future. Gotcha. All right, so any any other big
0: things you noticed in the uh, 7K range?
1: Again, I just think there's there's guys in there that are really good and I think that it's important to if you're really serious about winning money in golf, do your research. Definitely. Do your research. Take 10 minutes out of your day and look at those guys in that range because Every single tournament, if you look at the top 15, five guys will come from seven to 9,000.
0: I agree. It makes makes complete sense. All right, are you ready to go into the 6K Flyers? Let's do it. All right. Any uh, So in the 6K, we got a lot of different guys. I'm not going to go through them all. We go all the way to the stone men. Is there any guys in the 6K range that you want to talk about?
1: I'm curious if you have two or three names yourself that you think you could narrow it down to, and maybe I'll have a pick out of that, but just off the rip, I can't say there's one guy that I'd choose.
0: Okay, well, that that's fine, because I have three names, so that's perfect. Oh, perfect. And, 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 some, and some of it is course history, and some of it is just preference and how I think they've been playing recently. So the first one that came to my mind is Martin Laird. Uh, Laird? Laird? Laird, correct. Laird. Uh, so he's 6,900. And obviously, he's won this. He's won at this course in the past. He won a few years ago. Yeah, I think um, he was
1: a uh, top fifteen last week at Waste Management.
0: Was he? There you go. I didn't even know that. Um, so he's a guy that definitely sticks out to me. The other guy is Patton Kazire. Great pick. He, he's a little more streaky. I don't know, especially with it being a, a big field where thirty-five of the top fifty in the world are coming this week. He might get lost in the shuffle, just not make the cut. I mean, he finished 10th last week himself. E- exactly. So I'm hoping he continues on that momentum, but we'll see. And then the third guy is James Hahn again. Again, it's t- I personally can't go back to him. He failed me last week, but he has one here as well.
1: I mean, let me just point it out this way. I don't think there's, again, I don't think there's a bad pick, but if it's the choice between a guy that finished 10th tenth- 14th and a guy that missed the cut I would just personally go through the math and pick one of the two guys that was in the top 15
0: so you choose Laird or Kazire
1: I think I'm going Kazire if I'm going to go all of them that dude was just rock solid last week I I didn't I didn't see anything that made him go number one but I did not see anything that made me go I'm not picking him this week uh James Hahn it just did not click and I feel like this is a course you have to click does Taylor Pendrith change that opinion at all? Just curious. No, no, I like not, him. I, not a Taylor Penders guy this week. I, I don't have anything against him. I just don't know enough about him to bet him at such a course for consistency. Gotcha. Would you take Harry Higgs then just because he went shirtless on Sunday last week on 16? Big Rig Higgs is one of the best players on tour, <laughs> regardless of his ability in the game of golf. But I just he will not end up on any of my rosters. Uh, unless, I, I just know he's going to win that, uh, incentive, that $20 million incentive for taking off his shirt this year. That was probably the best thing I've ever seen in the game of golf. That and way. if it was done in any other tournament would probably be hated, but the fact, We're fined.
0: That, I feel like you would have gotten a fine from like the PGA or somebody at that point, oh, but because it I was know, the waste yeah. management.
1: there's, there's a kind of a green light with the waste management, but I know we had a mutual friend that said, I wish you did that to the masters. And I go, you're not a real golf fan. Sorry. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> It's fine, but that is such a master class. I think that's the greatest sporting event in the world. And tune in for that episode because I am six for six and picking the last six winners, and I want to make it seven. So Definitely, definitely. So do, do you have a FanDuel lineup ready? I do. Do you want to go over your six names? Yeah, and I think we've hit all of them on the head, so I'll read them off real quick. Mark Leishman, one of the best players all around going to dominate. Colin Morikawa, probably the best iron player on tour right now. Hideki Matsuyama, his worst finish in his last five events is 30th, and he has two wins and another eighth place. Paul Casey, again, one of the most consistent players on tour. And in Fandle, you're getting him at $9,700. Patrick Reed, probably one of the best short game players, probably not one of the most liked players, one of the best short game players at 9400 Pick him. And then, of course, you got the hometown or at least our hometown, Doug Gim, eight consecutive cuts going in the right direction. Like I said earlier, I think if you take a look at his swing, there's not a lot of room for error in this course. He's not hitting 350 yard drives. He's not hitting Bubba slices. He's going out and he's going to make a cut and get you some money.
0: And then based on what Jack said, I'll go through mine real quick. I have. Xander Shoffley, Hideki Matsuyama, Will Zelotoros, Mark Leishman, Paul Casey, and Doug Gim. A lot of the same guys Jack went through. A couple of changes. A couple of different things. But for the most part, we kind of have the same idea on
1: that front. 100%. And I think there's a lot of people that aren't high on Doug Gim, and I get it. But if you're looking for, like I said earlier, in order to make money, all of your guys have to make the cut. And I think, in this event specifically, there's a lot of players, especially top players in the world, that could easily miss the cut in this tournament. So get some guys that will make the cut. And even if you put in a dollar entry, get a dollar 80 back.
0: Are we going to become the Doug Gims? Uh and Will's Alatoris like fan club on this podcast because I get a hundred percent see it. Oh get, my gosh, yeah. You got Doug Gim, I'll take Willie Z. I got it. It's perfect.
1: Hey, I'm here for it. Just wait till Tiger comes back, then Doug Gim will be irrelevant to me. <laughs> All I care about is Tiger. All right. Are
0: you are you ready to get into your bets? Any
1: any good bets you got this week? What are we oh, talking about? Yeah. So obviously, like I said, six for six on my sports book, two for two for my bonuses, going high into this week. First off, I know I said plus 260 was my best individual bet coming in at plus 275. We have David Lipsky top 40. Now obviously before I go into anything Ooh. further, <laughs> all of these odds are subject to change. we were recording this on Monday night. Obviously odds have the ability to change. So at the time of recording, plus 275 top 40. He has three top 25s in stacked events like the American Express and the AT&T. I, I, Top 40 at plus 275. You just got to make the cut. Make the cut and beat 20 other guys. And trust me, again, I'm going to circle this. We're going to come back to this next week. And you're going to go, how in the world did you know David Lipsky was going to make you a lot of money? Next up, and I think we already discussed him, obviously Thomas Peters. Dudes a Rock, solid top 40, top 40 at minus 140. I mean, that is ridiculous odds to only have 39 guys beat you and you just have to make the cut plus 20 at a course that you've won a championship in.
0: That course history is is insane. It's just Undeniable.
1: Undeniable. Then at top 20 at minus 110, I have Cameron Smith. This dude is coming off the best year of his career, already starting off with a win at the Sony. He's top 15 in strokes gained. All across on the PGA Tour and at minus 110 to finish in the top 20. I'm just saying that is amazing. And then my final two is Colin Morikawa and Xander Shoffley are both plus 200 at top 10. These guys are the best iron players and the most consistent players on tour. If one of them gets in the top 10, you've made money. So bet both of them because one of them's getting in the top 10.
0: There you go. I I went the route of a lot more guys to win with a couple of guys to kind of throw in the top forty. So I, was, I started it off with with Dustin Johnson DJ uh, at eighteen to one to win it. He's got great course course history. If anybody's going to win it, it's going to be DJ with that with that course history and all those odds. And the fact that you get him at eighteen to one is wild, considering he's he's played as well
1: as he has for so long. There he's had some weeks off, so hopefully he bounces back and it makes it worth it
0: maybe he's got to talk to his wife and his girlfriend. I mean,
1: see if she's see if she's
0: done modeling, get some guidance. Uh the second one I got is Will Al 35 to 1. Again, I love Willie Z. I want him to I want him to win all, all the time, but specifically this week, I just love those odds. Uh Morikauer, 20 to 1. I know you picked him in top 10. I like him just as 20 to 1 in total for the winner. Uh Sneaky Guy, Leishman?
1: 50 to one. I mean, those, numbers I mean, if you're are... throwing out guys out there, I mean, I think if you really watch and, you know, Mark Leishman, you know, he's in contention with a lot more tournaments than he's not.
0: Exactly. And then one more guy to win, or if you just wanted to finish in top 40, that's fine too. Patrick Reed is 90 to one.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, his. I don't know why his odds are so high.
0: No, normally I would, I would not touch him with a 50 foot football. I, 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 he scares the crap out of me. If you bet him, I applaud you because it takes a certain level of just absolute confidence to bet him in that. But ninety to one, give me that number. He's even he's even minus one
1: ten to finish in top forty. Like minus one ten to finish top forty. Yes, I might have to add that to my list. Exactly. I'm like it's like how
0: is Patrick Reed plays half decently? He could easily get that. Um, The other guys, so top forty. I have Christian. Basu, Basu, Whedon, Hooten, Scooten, Tooten, Booten, Hooten, whatever his name is, (laughs) plus 100. And then Martin Lard is plus 140 for top 40. And I think both of those are solid choices. If Christian can get off the tee, we know his short game and his putting is good enough to win him a tournament. 100%. And then Martin Lard has great course history here. In terms of a bet I dislike, I'm not touching Bubba Watson. I don't want him. I understand. I get it. He's won here, I think, three times, right? 16, 18, 20? Yeah, and
1: I think that he's also elevated because he's coming off a top 15 finish last week. Um, Love Bubba Watson as a, a fellow lefty myself. I just, I can't see myself putting money on him confidently this week.
0: I kind of have this Saudi Arabia narrative as well, because a lot of the guys that came over from the Saudi Arabia ended up missing the cut last week, like Hovland. Mm-hmm. And so I'm kind of continuing that mindset in my own head. If they're coming over from the Saudi Arabia tournaments into the Riviera this week, I'm not really betting them, I'm kind of staying away from them, thinking that they're going to miss the cut again. So we'll see. I don't know. It's either going to be an absolute 200 IQ play or I'm going to lose a lot of money this weekend. So we'll see.
1: Oh no. I hope you're not betting a ton of money on Bubba Watson.
0: (laughs) No, not Bubba Watson, but as a whole, I'm avoiding all the guys that played the Saudi Arabia.
1: All right, Jack, anything else come to mind? Honestly, I just think this is going to be for the people watching. This is not going to be one of those tournaments where there's a bunch of beer cans going around. This is a tournament. Like I've said before, It's going to be boring, but if you're a hardcore golf fan, it's going to be so fun to watch the best players in the world grind it out in one of the hardest courses in the world. It's going to be a lot of
0: fun. We're going to get into it. Let's hope we all win a bunch of money. We
1: will see you next week, golf fans. Please go check us out on social media. All the picks will be posted there as well as additional picks, so make sure you go follow our social media.